just believe in yourself just just try and believe in yourself a bit more and don't listen to that inner critic because all that inner critic is is fear and it's almost like an amalgamation of everything that you've been told as a kid growing up that you're not good at or or anyone who's tried to bring you down or if anyone's ever bullied you or anything like that that's what the voice in your head is compiled of so ignore that voice and just go i'm on a journey i might not be happy with this yet but if i keep going i'm going to get more and more happy and you will get more and more happy as you go on that's david speed and this is episode 250 of in the moment with me alex manzi I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. Each week we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. So this week is episode 250 and I really want to thank you guys for listening and supporting this podcast because without you guys continual support and listening whether it's your first episode or your 100th episode This podcast probably still wouldn't exist, you know. I I continue to do this because of the support that the podcast receives. Um, So I just want to really like extend that gratitude out to you guys for being here with me and continuing on this journey with me. So because it's episode 250, I wanted to do something a little bit different and a little bit special. And I jumped on Instagram live with my friend David Speed, who's an amazing artist, co-host of the Creative Rebels podcast. And we jumped on the live on Sunday Just Gone to answer some of your questions. I wanted to make this an all-inclusive engaging episode and not just something that I can share or something that David can share but we wanted to answer the questions that you guys had. So on this episode we speak about dealing with a lack of motivation, the lost art of building relationships, building momentum in what you do and learning to believe in yourself. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire so if you like what you hear in this episode be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love today. So before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to take a quick moment to shout out London Media Lounge for sponsoring this episode. They're a content production company with a great studio in Northwest London. They've got YouTube spaces, podcast studios, massive green screens. They also provide you with a team of editors, creative development, social media assistants, and so much more. They'll basically create your own special content creator package for you based on what you're looking for. So why don't you save the time and focus on your business and let the professionals handle your content production. They're super cool and easy to work with. To get in touch, just head over to londonmedialounge.co.uk and let them know that Alex sent you. And right now, let's jump straight in and hear from David. I think the first question we've got is a really good one to start off with, which has come in from Sabrina. And Sabrina's asked, how do you push yourself to create when motivation and or confidence is down? Yeah, I mean, that's that's such a good question. It's the golden question. I think I think to varying degrees, it's impossible to create when your confidence is really down. Um, I think motivation is one of those ones that is is fleeting, isn't it? It's like sometimes I feel really motivated to do stuff and then that lasts for 10 minutes. And if I don't actually jump on it when I feel motivated, then the day gets ahead of me and I can and I can fall off it's um I I think for creatives it's one of the hardest things I think a lot of it does come down to discipline um which is I you know I always bang that drum because they you know there's those sayings of like the there's a creative who the creative who makes work for a hobby doesn't need to be disciplined but the creative who is a creative just they, they have to do it every single day and you have to be creative on command kind of thing um but I suppose it depends on what if you're just doing creativity for pleasure then 
there's fine if you only do it when you're feeling motivated but if you're trying to turn it into your career then i guess you, there has to be more of a more of a consistency even when you don't feel like getting out of bed and doing the thing um and i think creativity and motivation are such like fundamental parts of humanity that that and like so good for your mental health i know definitely when i've been in a bad place if i can get myself out of that funk and kind of work towards doing a painting then that actually gets me out but um i wish i had a good a really good answer for it but i think it's such a tricky one because i would be a hypocrite if i said you've just got to power through it because there's times where i don't feel motivated and and nothing gets done um i don't know what what where do you sit with the motivation one i so i sat in a very similar camp to what you've just described it's like it's hard to do stuff it's it's you, you know you don't want to create you don't want to you know and my my creating is very different to that of an artist right my creating is more content it's more podcast it's more mm. um stuff stuff in digital creation in a in a work in a way right and there's a lot and of I writing to, that goes into your work as yeah well. writing like stuff like that it's, it's a different form of of uh creativity i suppose you, you get what i mean right so for me the thing that i've realized recently is like actually and i made a post about this on my instagram like motivation is a bit of a lie because I, I feel like 95% of the time you're gonna act on the way that you feel in that moment right you never really feel bothered to go to the gym you never really feel bothered to make a cold call you never really feel bothered to sit down and write for an hour and if you're always waiting for the feeling like it's gonna take a lot longer to come so like my take on it is like motivation and discipline hand in hand right and we'll we'll go and uh, talk about what's his face Stephen Pressfield the the war of art it's like mm. he talks about the resistance and that's what it is it's like it doesn't matter if you're a creative if you want to create if you want to write if you want to paint if you want to do whatever you have to do your thing every day and if and if you're not doing it then you're just allowing the resistance to to take control for you so the thing that shifted for me recently is like actually what are the, the the kind of systems that I have to put in place to ensure that I create? So yeah. for me, you know, I coach. So that a lot of that is like reaching out to people, messaging on on Instagram. When it comes to recording the podcast, you know, I've got a, a similar to you guys, right? I've got a, a release schedule of once a week. So there's certain things that I have to do every week to ensure that a podcast episode goes out. It doesn't matter if I'm motivated. It doesn't matter if I feel confident. It doesn't matter if I feel whatever unless yeah. i'm really ill a podcast episode is gonna go out every week so for me that says like it, you don't really need the motivation in order to do it you can tell yourself you do and when i've done that in the past i've told myself i need the motivation to do stuff it's actually stopped me from doing stuff whereas if you just stay with the discipline you build the motivation you build the momentum you build the confidence via taking action so instead of being out of action and waiting for the good feeling to do something it's like get into action and build the confidence build the momentum you know i suppose the way you could look at it with that is is the work is going to happen you're going to make sure that the work happens and then when every now and then when that motivation comes along then that's great because you can then kind of ride that wave of the work's going to be much easier because you're really motivated and when you are motivated is like 
that's the dream scenario is when you're you're doing the work and you're motivated that's like the perfect combination but if you kind of know the work's going to get done the motivation i'll i'll love it when it's here but when it's not here we don't need it because we know the work's going to get done and it, it, it's like it's so hard i was i was chatting to a, a young artist in the dms this week and he was he was talking about motivation because he's he's where i was 15 20 years ago of like he has a full-time job and lots of other distractions and a, and a girlfriend like mm-hmm. that's so hard when you're trying to if you're trying to like do something out of the ordinary or you're trying to like become a really great artist or whatever it might be and that's like he's messaging me that's his aspirations he wants to become a really good artist and he's like but how do you do it and that it's it's so hard because i remember what it was like to be back when firstly you've got no money and when you've got no money that that makes everything difficult everything is difficult when you've got no money um and you've got no time because all of your time is going towards like getting your rent paid um spending time with the people that you love and there's there's not enough hours in the week so i was kind of talking him through like carving out these spaces for your creativity and how hard it's going to be um and sort of basically giving him the advice that i wish i had when i was in that situation because I was so unsure that anything was going to be successful that I didn't fully commit to anything for such a long time. And I think what I'm trying to get him to do is like commit to this. And for the next three years, you're going to you're going to have one day a week with your girlfriend and she's going to know that that's her day where you're not going to look at your emails and you're not going to be drawing or whatever it might be. That's that's your time together. And then you're going to work out how many days a week, what's the bare minimum that you can work your part time job in order to keep your rent paid and then everything else in between like that's your that's your creative time um and he was like oh but you you're you're doing so many paintings and all this sort of stuff and i was like dude i i put out three videos a week on average and recently past couple of months i've been shit i've only been doing like one or two i was like if you think three pieces a day so it takes me maybe six hours to to do a painting let's be let's be like let's exaggerate and say it takes me 10 hours okay so that's 30 hours a week i then googled how many hours are in a week there's 168 hours in a week so if i'm painting for 30 of those i'm doing like i'm not painting for 130 other hours like Hmm. it's looking at the time and he was like yeah when i do actually look at it like that and look at the time that i could be spending and and i think that's where discipline comes in because I remember being in that stage and it just feels like life's happening to you. Everything's being thrown at you from left, right and center. But really life is quite predictable when you start writing it down. Like, okay, well, every Tuesday this happens. Every week I have to go to this job and and clock out at this time. If you Mm. can write that down and work out where you can buy back some hours here and there, whether it's getting up an hour earlier, whether it's going to bed an hour later, um, because... I think like now I'm in like that very privileged position where I can do as much as I want to do, which is a quite a lot, but like as much as I want to do. Whereas in the beginning, I wasn't in that position. And it was like, I had to sacrifice relationships with friends that I don't see all the time, like um, going out, like I stopped going out a lot and, and just buying back that time where I could try and become a good artist because I wasn't a good artist for so long for so many years I was a shit artist like and I still don't think I'm great like I've still got so much to learn and I look at my pieces and I tear them apart and it's like I'm that's and that's a journey that never ends for any artist that's a journey that never ends um 
so i think it's really important to if if you if you do want to create something beautiful in the world it's not just going to happen in a spare weekend it's going to be coming back to it over and over again and improving your craft and if you're a writer like writing and writing and writing and and it's almost like a sculpture do you know what i mean like chipping away mm. at this rock and yeah every piece that you make in your creativity whether it's a poem whether it's a, a dance that you do whatever it is is going to take so long to carve that into the actual product that you want it to be and it will probably never get there but that's but it's a beautiful journey to go on anyway yeah a hundred percent and I, th I think like so some of what i experienced last year with that was like I was feeling really burnt out around this time last year from like making content, keeping up with the podcast, trying to like run a business, you know, and doing it pretty much 90% of it by myself, like with no support. Yeah. And I was, I was like extremely burnt out. I can't remember if we had a conversation around that time or not, but I was like, really like, I just, I just wanted to put everything aside. And what I ended up doing to be fair was I took a break from the podcast, but I did that because I think the the important thing for me was to reconnect to the reason that I started the podcast in the first place, mm. right? When when you're creating, you when you, you know when you started painting, when I started podcasting, when I started writing, it was just for fun. It was for the it was for the joy of doing it, the freedom of being able to express ourselves in some form. Yeah. But then when we have this thinking around like I need to create to earn money and it needs to be a profession for me and I want to turn it into a job, right? We start to then add more thoughts to that to that original thinking and stop ourselves from taking action because I own like this piece has to be perfect and I have to do this in a perfect way but reconnecting to the reason that you do it is what helps you to create despite the fact you might be lacking confidence lacking motivation because like you know we've spoken about this before or, or on a previous episode but when you were out in the streets and on rail tracks and painting you know the sides of walls and trains and, and, and bridges and whatever like you won't you didn't need to feel motivated to do it or confident you were just doing it because it was fun it was an expression and i think as creatives we forget the expression part we we sort of put the expression part at the back of the list when it look when we come to like it needs to be a job it needs to be professional it needs mm. to look good it needs to like bring me money it needs to this and then the expression comes at the end but the reason that we got into it in the first place was because of the expression so if like you can if you can reconnect to that and this is what i did last year i took three or four months just to reconnect to why did i start the podcast because i wanted to help inspire people i wanted to have interesting conversations that people weren't having anywhere else i wanted to to share my own thoughts and experiences and i had to really reconnect to that instead of like looking at the listeners and looking at the download numbers and looking at how can i earn money from it how can i grow it what do i need to do to market it I went back to the basics of like, why am I doing it in the first place? Like what, you know, it come, it's, what's his face in it? Simon Sinek, the why. It's like, start with the why, go back to the why. And then from there, I think you could, you can begin to create again because you're, you're in that more childlike, playful expression of creation rather than it being like this looming thing that you're kind of, you know, thinking you have to turn into this marvelous like career or, or what have you. And, and you know, your own journey speaks for that you know the reason you've had such success over the last 18 months is because you kind of just went back to basics of like let's just enjoy painting and then it just went boom because you had you know what 10 15 years of experience and then add add that experience on top of like let's just do let's just go and have fun let, let's paint wicked paintings in in neon pink and black and and boom like 
you've got a full-blown career off of it right same with the podcast you could say the same thing and i think there's there's something great about that you know yeah i think the the key word is reconnection isn't it and and money is the system that we've all agreed on when you look at how many <laughs> artists are come from really really privileged backgrounds it's because they are able to go and be artists because they don't have to worry about money as soon as you want to be an artist but you don't come from all of that privilege and you don't have loads of money then that's that's a really hard place to go and and you can't just make work for the fun of it you can if you want to do art as a hobby but if you want to make work that supports you and keeps you alive then it has to be commercially viable mm. um but then but then i suppose the irony of it is and you describing what happened to me i never set out to make commercially viable work I just set out to do something that I thought was fun. It was an experiment I thought was going to last three months because that's how long we, everyone was talking about that first lockdown. Mm. We're probably going to be locked down for about three months. So I was like, okay, well, let me just play with pink paint for the next three months. And then that turned into six months, into 18 months. And here we, here we still are. Um, it's absolutely wild what's happened to me. But I guess what I did was I focused on the work and which is what I still do. I focus on the work and trying to get better. And the... As soon as I, because I tried social media before, I tried to grow an Instagram account before. And as soon as I stopped focusing on growing the Instagram account, the Instagram account grew, which is such a bizarre like thing. But I was focusing on the work and the work started, it started just the only people that were following me were people in Jordan mm. that were seeing my work on a daily basis when they were going out to do their, their lockdown walks. And I really love that like my core base is those people who first discovered me when they were just out walking around that's built this like really loyal kind of core base and then from that a lot of my videos have gone viral and people have come in from all over the world which is just incredible like just so weird um but it's it's the most successful i've ever been it's the most money i've had in my life and and it is the work that i'm most proudest of and yeah i wasn't focusing on making money from it i was focusing on just doing the work but I have to say, I did have the huge amount of privilege by that point, having been in work for the past like 15 years and saving religiously that when we did hit a lockdown, I did have a buffer of cash that I was like, this is going to last me for a while. I don't need to focus on earning money. So I was in that lucky position of being able to turn down the commissions that I didn't want to do because they would shape me as an artist. So I think I think the, the things that you say no to are just as as vital as the things that you say yes to and i had a lot of like brands coming to me wanting to do stuff and i turned it all down because i didn't need to do it um mm. i actually did my first like brand collaboration um the other week and i charged them a very high amount that i was happy with that they were happy with um and it was for a piece of technology that i did believe in that is good technology so i was like okay yeah that's something that i will put my name to but i'm in that fortunate position but if you'd asked me 10 years ago like any job that came in, I would have to take it because I had mm. to pay my bills. So, and that's where it gets really hard for artists is like, and you can get into the, you can get into the grind of just doing the jobs because they pay. I know there's a lot of video makers that I know that only do weddings because that's where the money is. And they hate doing weddings, but they love video. <laughs> they hate doing weddings. And that's a really sticky trap that you've really got to be careful of. hundred mm, percent. And it's like, it's, I guess it's finding the balance, isn't it, between like doing the thing that you love, 
but then like the the business side of it which kind of ties into the the next question that's come in from Rowena which says how do you know if you how do you what do you do sorry if you suspect that no matter how much you love your creative process you just don't have it in you to run a successful business and I think that's a really interesting question because I think both of us have been in very different places with various businesses where you're like I don't know if this is going to work but the thing that that has really worked for me in the past year is like if you if you're not sure how to run a business like you don't know how to make make it successful go and learn go and go and find someone that can mentor you go and find someone that can coach you like i saw my coach sachin logged into this this uh, live earlier like he's helped me tremendously over the last 18 months going from someone who felt like a bit of a pretender as a coach to someone who like confidently can feel like i can change someone's life for the better if they work with me for for x amount of time and the business side that comes behind that like how to run the business behind it as well as being a good coach like running the business of how do you get clients how do you create a client you know how much do you charge what are the fees what is that like if you don't if you don't have the um the the knowledge that you feel that you you need in order to answer those questions go and seek it go and find someone who can help you research it learn about it there's there's tons of if you can't afford to pay a coach i understand but there's tons of free resources there's there's your podcast right for a start there's there's tons of entrepreneurs on that podcast that have shared their stories of how they how they've been doing it how they've been growing businesses there's your journeys there's there's my journey there's there's a load of people out there on the internet that you you can actually um go and learn from if you if you're not willing to actually put the investment in but the best thing you can do is invest in some way because you're going to be more committed to what you get out of that process so yes you can say oh i don't really know how to do it but that's also just an excuse it goes back to that's keeping you out of action to be in action what you what you want to be doing is going to seek out the answers go and learn about it go and be better and if you're doing that alongside something creative like writing or art or anything of that shape or form like for me or even coaching for me podcasting like you're going to get better as time goes on like if you the, the, the more you paint the more you podcast the more you coach the more you write the more you whatever like you, you're going to get better over time it, it's 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 a uh, it's um what's the word i'm looking for it's always exponential the more time you spend doing it the the more the better you get the the more growth there is off the back of it so yeah i think it's important to like seek out the knowledge go and find the help but then also like still be doing the work at the same time what, what do you what do you think on that i think that yeah so i i think definitely business is a learnable skill um and i think there's a lot of there's a lot of like podcasts out there there's a lot of books out there there's loads of stuff where you can get better at business um however if it just makes you miserable then but you still want art to be your career then i would say focus only on the artwork and make the artwork so good that you can't be ignored and at that stage you'll have managers that are asking to represent you or you can go and seek yourself out a manager um and if that if really really you're like i i don't care about the business side of it i don't want to care about the business side of it then outsource that give that to someone else because if you're good enough then you will find someone who's willing to take that off of your plate that's going to be happy to be associated with you and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, and I think I think the collaborative side of stuff's really important. Like for um for years, I well, I've been I've been doing the podcast for four years and only recently have I started paying someone to edit it for me. 
until then i was collaborating with upcoming producers upcoming um uh, production companies that were looking to get more experience in editing podcast episodes that they could have on their books and say this is the work we're already working on and they could use that as leverage to get other work and i was like you said i was um what's the word i'm looking for um not offset and you know the word i mean right what's it um outsourcing i was outsourcing right. it to someone else because i don't particularly like the editing i don't like doing sitting and I don't, and i'm not particularly good at it and i don't want to be particularly good at it either so for me like to collaborate with someone else and they can they're happy to do the work but it's also beneficial for them because they can use it like there's so many ways you can collaborate with people to fill the gaps that you're maybe not so sure about or you're not comfortable with or you're not particularly in you don't particularly enjoy doing like there's there will be someone out there who's willing to help if if you want to do it on a collaborative side as well you know we had a a, a question come in from mac which said what inspires you that's a great question um do you know what and this is so true but it sounds like such a cop-out answer like i'm so inspired by other creatives and at the moment it just feels like there's a movement like i am old and i just love seeing what the like the kids that are like 17 18 19 20 are doing because there is so much there's so much happening that it's like so new and fresh like um so when i hit 100k i posted um I posted up like different artists that I thought people should follow um, because every time when someone reaches 100K, it's always like, how can I get more followers? Like, oh, I'm going to do a giveaway and follow me and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I don't want to do that. I want the people that I follow that I think are really fucking talented. I want them to get some of these followers as well. So I, I made, made a post where I like recommended some people out. There's some like young artists in that list who are just doing the most amazing stuff and when i see like like that kid zeph making music out of a out of a piece of gaffer tape i'm just like so i just kids that are looking at stuff that has been done the same way forever and just going how can i flip this on its head and do something new and that's really inspiring to me so i, I find that inspiring and motivating those are those are things that sort of when i see rad work that other people are making i'm just it just makes me go yes like I, I want to be a part of that. I want to keep up with it. Do you know what I mean? I want to be making, making, making. Um, mm. So there's that. Um, and then then there's a whole like list of artists that inspire me, like from people like Caravaggio back in the 1600s to uh, Connor Harrington making work now. There's a there's a massive list of artists that, that really inspire me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm inspired by other creatives um, and historic artwork, modern artwork, just... just people making people going the extra mile people that have been told that they couldn't do it or they couldn't make it actually going out there and making it that's hugely inspirational to me mm, yeah t totally agree with that like for me just yeah the, the reason I got into my podcast in the first place which in turn led me to coaching was because I was inspired by other people's stories like I was in I was in a darkish place in my life when I decided I wanted to to start the podcast, I was feeling lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my career. I didn't know where I was going in my life and and all this sort of stuff. And the the thing that really inspired me was like listening to 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 other people's stories on other podcasts or or watching like long form interviews on YouTube and stuff and hearing how someone's gone from like 
being where I was at that time, where I felt I was to where they were. And I was like, wow, like if, if, if that person can do it, like I can do it, like there's surely there's a way. And it's just about, about finding something that you enjoy doing and then staying in the game with it. Like, and that's one thing that's always massively inspired me is like other people, like the reason I love your podcast is because it's just some, it's someone's story. It's like, no one's on there to really give straight out advice. It's like, right let's talk about how you how you do what you do like as a creative and it's it's inspiring because it's like wow like there's people that have you know there's there's the the i can't remember her name the pop is it poppy paper poppy yeah. paper cuts poppy or, like yeah. like that's that's an amazing thing she her career is to cut paper essentially you know it's it's, it's amazing like that's if that wild. doesn't ins- if that doesn't inspire you like your career is to paint walls like if that doesn't inspire you it's like i don't know like what is and the other thing for me is popular culture like i get yeah. so much inspiration from popular culture like i made a video the other day about um i, I got sent this clip of a uh, golem from lord of the rings and it's this clip where he's like talking to himself it's like golem and then Schmeagol and it, you know it's like the voice in his head and then he tells the voice like go away be gone like don't come back and then like when the voice is gone he's like free to like express himself and i was like wow that that's like that feels like me that feels like what i've experienced in my life like I've had this moment where like there's just this voice going on in my head, like this inner critic, this self-judgment I put on myself and it goes on and on and on and it feels like you can't ever get away from it. But when you just decide like, I don't want to listen to you anymore and you're really like strong with it, like it goes and you experience the freedom. And it's like, for me, like things like that in pop culture, like I love, I love the Marvel like cinematic universe. Like there's so many learnings you can take from like, you know, Spider-Man's journey, Iron Man's journey, Thor's journey, like all of these people, like they're just, yes, they're, they're fictional characters, right? But the people who write, who wrote this stuff weren't, aren't stupid people, right? They're clever people. Like there's stories in the stuff that you watch. And if you really watch it with like a, like a high level of like attention and a high level of like consciousness to it, like you can really learn from watching like a Marvel film. I was watching Iron Man 3 yesterday and it was like, you know it's the one where like everything goes is like against um tony stark like his machines are broken like he gets dumped in the middle of nowhere like he's got no support from like captain america or thor and he's like really up against it against like this terrorist organization and he's got to like he's got he's got to go through it he's got to do it he's got to really put the work in like even though he's tony stark and he's iron man he's still got to put the work in to like to, to 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 get over the line from you know defeating this bad guy and i was like if that's not an inspirational story like in itself i don't know i don't know what is because it's a, it's a story of like yes your back can be against the wall yes everything can be going against you yes you can feel alone but if you're really determined and you're really willing to commit to taking the action that you need to take you can come through in the end and i was just like that's i was just like yeah i'm i'm done for the night i am free man done i'm chilling i feel inspired <laughs> so like well, for me I've, it's I've like you can you the... can get it from anywhere I haven't seen any of the the Marvel movies, but um, but I think that it's like stories are so important, and I think we can. I think my most successful work is is the work where people can see themselves in the work, um, and I think that that's why superheroes are so successful is because although they have these powers plopped on top of them, they are supposed to be like regular normal people, and it's their them them dealing with these like with these huge obstacles, and I think. I so recently I've read like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers I've read his book and Dave Grohl I've read his book and 
you take all of the language and the good writing and the English that they use to, to write these these books and it all sounds great. But if you really break the, the early chapters down of I was a kid and my family didn't have very much money and my mum was working two jobs to support us and then one day I fell down the stairs and I, I knocked my tooth out and my brother was screaming. And these stories are not extraordinary. Like you could pick out a million people, like you could sit on the tube and you could go first half of Dave Grohl's, like first few chapters of Dave Grohl's book, you've had similar experiences, you've had similar experiences. Then something happens when they're like teenagers, they find something that sparks something in their brain. They get obsessed with it. So they do it over and over and over and over again. And then they become icons. And then these last chapters of the book are not relatable. This is when I sold out this stadium. This is when the crowd mm. was roaring when I came into this place. But what I love is the fact that you could take those early chapters and you could put them on anyone. That means that the later chapters, all that needs to happen is the same thing needs to happen in the middle is you need to find something. You need to get obsessed with something and you need to do it over and over again. And mm. then your chapters are going to be incredible. Um, yeah. and, and stories are so important. And that's why on the podcast we're, we're trying to tell those stories because I want someone to listen to my podcast and go, that dude or that girl or that person sounds just like me and they've mm. gone through something really similar. Um, so maybe I can do it. Yeah, 100%. We did have a question earlier from, um, I'm not, I didn't catch the name of, of the person, but they said, I guess we kind of answered this a little bit when we were talking about collaboration, but they asked, um, how do you find a partner for a, a project that you're working on? Like I'm assuming if it's like a, a, an art project or some sort of collaboration, like how, how would you go about trying to find someone to collaborate with? Uh, patience, I think, because I, I find this really hard sometimes when you you have something in your head, but you need to find the right person for it. And you make a post in a Facebook group and you put something out in your story and you, you, you're really trying to find this person. But I think it takes a long time to find the right person. Um, I also think leverage connections that you already have. So if there's someone you trust and you're like, I want to make an NFT, let me go and ask Alex because I know he knows a graphic designer who might be able to help me in that space. And then through a chain of people, then maybe you'll get connected with the right person that way. Um, but I just think I just think be patient because finding good partners is, is really tough. Um, mm -hmm. And finding people who won't let you down is really tough. Um, so collaboration, when it goes well, is absolutely golden. Like collaboration is is everything. I think if you, it's what I say to young creators all the time: is collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Um, I always shout them out on the podcast. There's there's a platform called Burst London, who um, their whole platform is just young creatives collaborating with each other. Um, there's a Facebook group that I'm a member of called The Creatives that um, there's a lot of collaboration that goes on in there. Um, listen to listen to certain podcasts. And then if that podcast has a community, go and seek people out in the in the comments sections. Um, DM, 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 DM. A lot of people are going to ignore your DMs. But if you can if you can get through to the right person and you can capture their attention and you can go, here's my vision and you can say it in a concise way, then that's also gold. Um, I think, and, and a lot of it is going to come down to how you are actually able to articulate your idea of the collaboration. Because if you come to me and go, I want to collaborate with you, 
and it's xyz and you don't and you're not passionate about it and you don't describe it properly and i don't understand it properly then i'm not going to collaborate with you whereas if you can come through and you're like and you're passionate and you can clearly demonstrate to mm. me what what my involvement in this what my involvement is going to bring to this collaboration and what your involvement in the collaboration is then sweet i'm i'm on board so i think it's that's that's a lot of um that's a lot of uh dialogue and discussion and just searching for the right person and so be patient because that can take time yeah a hundred percent and i think i think one of the key things that 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 i've been doing because it's not i guess it's not so much collaboration well it is i suppose when you get a guest on the podcast or even as a coach like when you when you start to you know uh, work with people and, and create clients and stuff like for me there's two two key things that have really helped with that the first one is to build relationships with people building relationships with people is so underrated in this day and age because people just want the quick like oh i'm going to send you a dm do you want to work with me yes or no and it's like they want the quick answer but like so many great businesses and projects were built on the foundation of a relationship beforehand. Yeah. So it's like building relationships with people is so important. Like if, if you really like someone's work and you, you think they might be a great partner for a project or something that you're working on. Yeah, you can go straight out and ask them, do you want to collaborate with me? But what about if you just you just started DMing them and asking some questions and got really interested about them, build a relationship with them, then maybe like it might lead to having a call with them or a FaceTime and you can build that relationship further. And then you might be like, hey, do you know what? I'm working on this project at the minute. Like would be sick if we did something together. Like that's how, you know, that's how me and David are here right now. We've built our relationship up over what, four, four and a half years. Yeah. And we've collaborated together so many times through different podcasts, through different, um you know different concepts different things and it's and that's how it that's how it works and i think we undervalue the the power of a relationship because that's what a collaboration is if you want to work with well, and a partner I had to take those steps with you because you were the one yeah. who had an established yeah. podcast which i didn't have um you had a platform which i didn't have so i had to come to you if i'd come to you straight away and said like let's let's let me be on your podcast it would have been a no because you would have been like well but who are you? There's no, there's nothing on the internet that shows me who you are, and you haven't shown me who you are. But we just crafted. I came to I came to watch you speak, mm -hmm. so and then I made sure that I introduced myself after you'd come off stage, so that I'd started to I'd like kind of and then I kept on top of it. So I sent you an email and then like left it a couple of weeks and sent a follow up email. Do you know what I mean? It was like very calculated. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a person that I would like to have on my podcast when I launch my podcast, but going to you and just going will you come on my podcast it doesn't exist yet would probably yeah. have been a no so we had to like so we had to build it up first so yeah i did that to you <laughs> yeah and now we're and now we're really good mates so yeah. it's like it's pa it's paid off in in more than one one way you know exactly. like not only did did i come on your podcast and you've been on mine a few times like we're actually friends like so i think i think that's one thing for me is like build a relationship with people with people and yeah. the second part which kind of ties into that is to mine your network. Like look at the network of people, you, and you alluded to this, but like there might be someone you know who's a creative designer or, or is a creative writer or a copywriter. Like mine the network you already have. Who are the people in your network who might already know someone who could be good for you to work with? And again, build a relationship with that person. And you might have a, like I might have a conversation with David one day and be like, bit, bit of back and forth. And then I might be like, do you know what, David? Like I'm working on this writing project 
um, this is the details X, Y, and Z. Do you know anyone who you think would be a good fit to edit it for me? And David might go, yeah, do you know what? We had this person on the podcast two months ago. We've had Lucy Werner on. She can PR it for you if, yeah. you know, further down. Like, I think that's that's another thing that we forget. We're just always looking outside of the networks we already have because we have the use of social media and it's easier to get hold of people. But, if you really want to, to to collaborate and build projects based on good relationships, look at the people you're already connected with. Who did you used to work with? You know, who who's in your family circle? Who's in your friendship circle? You know, there's so many people out there that are connected. You know, there's the whole six degrees of separation. Like it's it, it's not as hard as I think we make it out to be. Um, yeah, so that would be my two. All, I think if you can like lift as you climb and you can all be successful together, that's the most beautiful thing. I think if there's if you can collaborate with your friends, then that's so much better than just collaborating with random strangers. Like let's all go forward together and build something. I love that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, a big um, a big question came through, but I can't I can't access yes. it, Alex. So uh, I got it. You want to grab it? Okay, cool. It was from Q. So Q's asked, um, kind of similar to the first question we answered, really. But how do you shift your mindset from thinking my work is not good enough to yes, my work is good? um and getting out of that negative mindset um i think i would say personally just by continuing to do it like your work's always going to get better like when i my first podcast episode i haven't listened back to it i don't think i ever want to because if i listen back to it now i'd be like wow it was terrible but at the time i was like yeah this was really good like it's just like being consistent with it like you're you're never gonna be a hundred percent happy with your work never and if you are then fantastic it, it, it might be quite a rare thing like i've got a book that i put out and i'm still not 100 percent happy with it like 98 99 but not 100 percent. but if i was waiting for the 100 percent, i'd never have put it out like for me um done is better than perfect like just four, what's that four or five words that have just really changed my approach to a lot of stuff like it's better to get stuff done than to try and make that same thing perfect because you're always going to learn through the process yeah something i consistently struggle with i never think my work's good enough um i can sit and pull work apart forever it's very rare that i do a painting that i'm happy with um and i think this is something that as a creative you just have to get used to uh that you know that you will never be fully happy because i think if you are fully happy then then what like you if you reach the top of the mountain it's like a it's like the dog that chases the rabbit and then when it catches the rabbit it doesn't know what to do with it it's like yeah the, the thrill is in the chase the thrill is knowing that on the day i die i will be a better artist than i am now like i'll continually keep getting better and better and better and i think the uh, what i love is when and like anyone listening to this now if you take your portfolio of whatever it is that you do you take your portfolio and you and you edit it down to your best five pieces you'll look at those five pieces and they are the pinnacle of what you can do because the skills that you have at the moment are that's that's the best that you can do that's every every skill that you have at the moment has brought you to where you are in your life right now and then in five years time those five pieces will not be in your portfolio and it blows my mind because i i cannot comprehend that I would be able to do five better pieces than my five best pieces now. I can't comprehend it. Mm, mm. But in five years' time, I will will be, and those pieces won't be in my portfolio. That is just the nature of creative work. The more that you do, 
the more that you practice the better that you get um i think there there are i have definitely met artists who have this element of delusion where they think that everything they do is really brilliant um and there's one artist in particular me and adam have spoken in veiled ways about him on the podcast before of like you try and help him and you try and go or her you try and help that person because not wanting to get too specific um but you try and help them and they d don't want to hear it and they're like no i i know I've, i'm doing this the right way and it's like actually you're making some fundamental mistakes here let us just help you they don't want to listen to the help so it's making sure that you're not delusional about your work because people point out like when my work's not perfect and that's fine and i'm there to listen to the constructive criticism um but at the same time not getting yourself down and consistently going not punishing yourself realizing that you're on a journey and it should be fun like i think mm. specifically this question was about someone making artwork like making art is really fun even if it's bad art it's still fun like painting as a kid what we made was not going to go in the louvre but it was fun right so just remember that fun side of it there's a lot of paintings that i make that don't see the grid they don't make it onto the instagram they don't make it onto social media because they're not i don't i don't deem them good enough i'm like this is not this does not represent me i think i'm better than this i'm not going to put it out however i still had fun making it and i still even though it wasn't going great halfway through i still pushed through and finished it um it's a it's a constant battle with yourself but um just believe in yourself just just try and believe in yourself a bit more and don't listen to that inner critic because all that inner critic is is fear and it's almost like an amalgamation of everything that you've been told as a kid growing up that you're not good at or or anyone who's tried to bring you down or if anyone's ever bullied you or anything like that that's what the voice in your head is compiled of so ignore that voice and just go i'm on a journey i might not be happy with this yet but if i keep going i'm going to get more and more happy and you will get more and more happy as you go on um easy for me to say as i've been painting for 20 years so i've kind of battled all those demons and kind of got through them but i know what it's like in those earlier stages when you're five years in and you're just like i'm this is how is this ever going to be any good because at the time it feels like you're kind of trapped mm yeah and i think um the the question was actually um about writing because i know i know right. q um and i've seen I've, he's sent me a few of his writings and he, he's a really good writer and over time over the years that we've been communicating his writings got better and better because he because he stayed with it um so yeah like totally it's about yeah recognizing like like you said like the your five best pieces of work right now are not going to be the same five best pieces of work you have in five years time because you're, you're always going to get better if you keep creating um so yeah, i would i would say to q as well like um get a medium subscription if you don't have one i think that's the best app on my phone is the medium app um read 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 like read great writers read like read yeah read all of the classics read dickens read jimmy read everything um and work out what you like um and also get feedback from people i think send your send your writing to your mum send your writing to other writers send your writing to non-writers and just get take a stock of all of the feedback that you get and see where see where there's room for improvement um i actually have a story that um i had a guy on the podcast in, in one of the very first episodes actually and he he used to coach musicians that made music obviously 
that's what musicians do <laughs> and um the, the the story he told me was that he would tell people like if you want to make like good music go away and go and produce the best 20 tracks that you can produce to the best of your ability even if it takes you 100 goes like or 100 tracks like make the best 20 that you can do and then come back to me and then they come back with these 20 tracks and he'll be like all right now throw those away and go make another 20 because it's like it's not about um you know what the the final product of the best thing that you're trying to create is now yeah. it's like how 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 are you improving through the process because it's like you know i could sit down and try and draw something now and it's going to be terrible i know it's going to be terrible because i'm not a good drawer but if i did it every day for 20 minutes for the next year two years three years 10 years like you're gonna there's gonna be improvement along the way especially as i start to look at different resources you know maybe take some courses maybe yeah. follow a, a youtube um tutorial on how to draw a specific like you're gonna get better and i think it's just staying in the game with it is is one of the most important things and it's a very common theme of of, of everything that we've been saying so far really I guess to sign out then, like, what what have you what, what's going on with you for the rest of the year? I know you're always super busy with your art. You got the podcast. Like, what what are you working on for the rest of this year? Yeah, so I'm I'm at a bit of a crossroads at the moment. I don't really know what I'm doing. I was um, I was I had this NFT project lined up, um, and it was going to take me probably about six months of work because what I wanted to do with it was really ambitious, um, and I wanted everyone to have a physical copy to go along with the NFT because that's mm. really important to me. Um, so I was going to be making all of these physical copies. Um, and then I have this really innovative idea that hasn't been done before that would be incredible. Um, so I needed the tech side for that to happen. Um, very, very sadly, the, the people that I was partnered with on that, one of them has had uh, some family stuff go down. Um, that's really like really terrible that he's he's basically he's made so much money from NFTs that he's just like, I don't need to work. I'm going to go and be with my family. And I was mm, like, dude, fair. go and be with your family because mm. that's much more important than JPEGs. So, so he's out. Um, so that's left me like that was so much of a chunk of my year. So um, I'm kind of drifting at the moment. But because I sold out my art show last year, um, that was kind of my year's wages. So I have this freedom for the next year to, to not worry too much. So I'm just kind of drifting. Um, and seeing where the world takes me um i do the creative rebels podcast every week although that is currently on a little hiatus but there are hundreds of episodes uh in the archive there for people to check out if they want to hear more from me and my business partner adam and uh you've been on the show several times and um and i just want to say man um a big congratulations to reaching 250 episodes that is a huge milestone um I'm very proud of you and because like obviously with my podcast i have adam to bounce off of it makes things easier he we, we kind of share responsibilities you take this all on on your own um, and i think that's really remarkable i think your consistency i think is a really good example to the people that listen to this show um i think that is a real takeaway of of like be more alex because this podcast he does it every week and it's hard work to make a podcast um and as we know, the average podcast lasts seven episodes because people get bored um, and stop doing it. And uh, there's, I've been seeing on TikTok at the moment, there's uh, all of these terrible, terrible straight white men podcasts out there of, of uh, people set doing all of these how 
rubbish women are podcasts and uh, there are actually a few straight white men out there making positive content that's trying to uplift everyone um so just props to you for being one of those voices out there so well done appreciate it man yeah like you know you know more than anyone like how important this stuff is to me man like you know i was saying it earlier that it's about what why i started the podcast that's the thing that keeps me going and it mm. and then I, I, with that in mind i'm like okay who who would be cool to have a conversation with like, i've been reaching out to like just people who i see on tiktok who are really cool that i've been following for a few months or a year and i'm like actually they'd be pretty sick to have a conversation with like whether it's about mindset whether it's about mental health where there's like someone i want to get on to talk about psychedelics with like i just think it'd be a cool conversation like yeah. what like their experience of what they've got from psychedelics because they're like it was life-changing so i want to hear why because i'm not you know saying everyone should go and do psychedelics but there's going to be something that we can learn yeah. from their experience so yeah i guess it's just keeping it grounded in that man so yeah, we yeah, had Hannah I... Pixie Snow on our podcast, and she was she was talking mm. about um, ayahuasca, and 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 although I'm a straight edge person, like it was really really interesting and really intriguing, and and uh, it did make me want to go and dance with the fairies and and be a magic mushroom head. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's that's an interesting topic. Even if you don't do psychedelics yourself, it's still something to, that you could really dive into yeah for sure so yeah that that's kind of that's where i'm at with the podcast is just keeping it going super busy this year with with loads of cool stuff i've got um a coaching group which is starting in april which i've started having Amazing. conversations with people for it's going to be a year-long program it's going to be a real deep dive into into to the coaching you know experience that i offer people um i just finished last year's group and the, the growth in people is just insane and like yeah, the value for money is just is incredible because it's not that expensive to be fair for a whole year um i'm working on a retreat coaching retreat which is going to be in june um in the south of france for four days so that's going to be like a really deep like immersive coaching experience included with like um two months of pre-work so it's going to be like a two and a half month coaching experience really and then like finishing it off with the four days in france so that's going to be super cool um, and then yeah just keep going with, with everything else so sweet it's gonna be awesome man yeah onwards so, and upwards always always man um but yeah man like, i appreciate you as always um keep doing what you're doing like you, you you're i should have said it earlier like when it was like what inspires you i should have said you because you do man like just the way again the way that you show up for the podcast the way that you show up with your artwork the way that you're just so consistent with it and have been and it's it's great it's something really beautiful for you man so I'm always pleased to see you win, so I, pre I appreciate you uh, always doing it and staying with it and then taking time out to do stuff like this, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to call you a friend, let's put it that way. Big love, big love. So there we have it. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you got from this episode. If there was one moment that really stood out for you with one thing that really resonated with you, if there is, please hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at IamAlexManzi. Drop me a DM and let me know what that one thing was. And if you know someone who you really think would benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send it to them. Send them a link or a screenshot. It's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this and continue to build out the community that we're building around this podcast. You know, I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone you know today. 
So I want to thank London Media Lounge for editing and producing this podcast and all of the video that goes with it. I want to shout out Hobgoblin providing the sick music that you hear. And as always, I want to thank you for joining me today and I'll see you for the next episode.